0: Yo, welcome to The Hive Hustle, the captivating podcast about street culture, whether that be dance, hip-hop, crump, roller skating, music, anything that's inspired me and helped me become the person I am.
1: It's official now, The Hive Hustle podcast about to sit you down. Go and fix your crown, this ain't a grain of salt. Pick your brain and thoughts, even through a major loss,
0: still remain a boss. Today, man, I think I've watched him for over 10 years now grow up in the scene and he's inspired me tremendously i know in times i have inspired him too and i don't say that i'm like the reason for him knowing a little about a little bit about crump but i think i did give you a little bit of knowledge about it
1: oh that's extremely humble bro you gave me you were like my first experience like crump wasn't really around las vegas until you came around you were you were my first like introduction to the dance, you taught me basically all the okay. first fundamentals I have from, from wow. that dance.
0: I didn't like, know that that's how you felt, dog. That's a hundred percent. Oh, okay. yeah, bro. <laughs> well, it, hey. was, it was like
1: Wednesday session, and then you came in and was doing that. It was Damn, like, yeah, that's true. <laughs> like, hey,
0: you, was you, you and you and you and Jam both were at those Wednesday sessions, right? Oh, yeah, bro. Okay, oh, I
1: lived there. I was the one that brought, I think I'm the one that brought Jam there, unless Jam ended you, up, there. I think you
0: were because he moved out here to be around like you and Jesse and
1: him. Yeah. Well, recently he was out here early. He was out here before that. I think he actually lived with Mossy for a while. Too, yeah. Cause I, 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 that's how I met him the first time was through actually through Mossy. Yeah. It was through Bank's wife.
0: Well, Hey, I got my boy Reese here. Reset co-owner of the so, hybrid crew, MJ one Jabberwockies. He world renowned, man. Fuck everybody. <laughs> Let him know. <laughs> but yeah, I am. He's down to have a conversation with me down to get it in, get deep, And really just get to know one another. Um, If you don't know about the Hive Hustle, bro, um, I've always had Swarm Brand to invest in the culture. Obviously, the branding, the web development, all of that pays the bills. Mm -hmm. This stuff gives me the ability to invest back into our scene. Mm -hmm. Um, This is one of the ways. I have a YouTube account. I've never, never used it outside of when we did one round. So I'm like, might as well use it. put some stuff on wax, put some stuff out there. And to be honest, now that we're, I think this is, yeah, episode 17. Now that we're on episode 17, I'm sitting here and like every episode gets better. Like it legitimately, like I learn about the people. It's a great experience. We have a good conversation. So thank you, man.
1: Thank you for being here, bro. Thank you so much for having me, bro. Seriously. It's a blessing. Definitely.
0: First things first,
1: Hive Hustle is about street culture.
0: Um, what was your introduction to street dance and, like,
1: street culture in general? Oh, man. Because I know you born and raised here, right? Yes, sir. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, my first—honestly, my first introduction to street dance ever was a dance crew in middle school. Really? Called SSB. What middle school did you go to? I went to Tarkanian Middle okay. School, way southwest. I've been, yeah, yeah. I've been on the southwest side of the city most of my life. But it's—there yeah. uh, was a talent show, and me and my uh, friend entered— as a comedy act we were terrible but there was another squad there called ssb it was a crew of like five b-boys that went to my school and they ended up winning the whole thing uh and they were showing me like six steps and baby Mm -hmm. freezes during rehearsals like we'd be rehearsing this talent show and to kill time we'd be like off on the side that was like my first like nibble of it Hmm. um and then when it was after that Ah, it was a long time, bro. It was like, so from middle school, that was probably eighth grade that that happened. And then around my junior year of high school, I would kind of start like walking around like the break club. And then by the time my senior year came, we were, we actually had like a full dance team okay. at the school. And so it's six period every day. What high school
0: like, did you go to, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, Desert Oasis High School.
1: Ah, makes
0: sense. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, I went to high school at Chap. Oh, and so when Shep, like, oh, obviously I'm a lot older, but Shap, we had a a step team like we didn't have that's tight. like hip hop team like we didn't have no dance team like and Knucklehead Zoo would come and like perform, so that was like my introduction and like obviously the skating rink and stuff like that, yeah. but. It's cool. It's crazy. Crazy to know, like that. We can go to a public school and still get hip hop culture. Yeah, you get what I'm saying. It's that deep and embedded into our lives. Yeah, that it's that deep. That's dope. So, what was after that?
1: uh, Well, okay. So, actually, if I could just say one one thing about like what you just said, I about it being so deep it's amazing that knucklehead zoo is like performing at chap and they're still around today yeah. performing at schools and yeah. doing their thing 20 years later o- owning ninja karaoke like yeah. you know it's like no man it's cool that legend legendary crews to us in our like mm-hmm. little bubble here in las vegas are like still are still have veins tracing like back to high schools here it's and it's crazy. And it's,
0: it's- the community in, in itself, like what we do and how we bring people in and it just changes their lives. Yeah. Like if I never stepped into the skating rink and met Mecca and then learned about culture shock through meeting Mecca. Oh, that's how that, and ends. then I never was in culture shock, but he auditioned for it like a couple times yeah. and that's how I heard it. So I was in his little like skate dance crew at the time and I would hear culture shock. I was like, I never was in extracurricular activities in school. My mom mm. didn't have the money. So when it came down to it, I was always in the streets figuring out about the streets. Because uh. I wasn't, I didn't I didn't get to, Sigma Beta Club was the only thing I was in. And that was free. And that's the reason I was in it was because it was free. Yep, yep, <laughs> so yep. like, in reality, like Mecca, Culture Shock, and then next thing I know, I started crumping. Oh, wow. Literally, like 2006, right after high school, I watched rise and was like, oh, crap. This is great. This is insane. So
1: what was like the timeline of
0: that? Like from from I met Mecca in 2000 at the skate rink
1: at the skate 2000, rink. 2000
0: through a guy named LeVar. Lavar is like the biggest roller skater in Vegas. He's like he used to own a crew called Vegas Heat. And I was in that crew. Um, You remember Alicia that was on Hypnotics, the white girl? So me and Alicia were on Vegas Heat together. And Uh, then we transferred and we started being in Hypnotics and stuff like that. And right after Hypnotics was birthed in 2005, I left to go crump. So I was like one season in, choreography, yeah, and then boom, straight freestyle. Because I was already a popper, like waving and stuff like that before that. So I was like... Uh, this choreography stuff is cool but I don't really want to do that I want to go be rugged (laughs) so that's where and then back then I went from 2006 to 2013 and that's when I came back into the scene with One Round and everybody started seeing us at Neon and things of that sort so Uh I was engulfed in Crump for that long
1: That's wild, bro. I had no idea. That's so
0: sick. So started off at Desert Oasis. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Where Uh, did you get introduced to the actual scene, though? That's what I want
1: to know. Bro, that's actually. through Troy, right? It was. No, it wasn't. Really? Um, So here's the crazy thing. It was through a woman named Jane Nass. Bryce's. Mm. Yeah. Bryce's mom. Yes. Okay. So get this. Uh, my friend from high school, Andy Veronica, shout out to Andy Veronica, uh, just had a kid, wonderful woman. Um, she introduced me to a gentleman, uh, who I'm forgetting his last name, Adam, but Adam was a guitarist and his friend was Jane Nass. And when he heard that I was like dancing and doing hip hop stuff, I would be battling people like at the school. Like that's where I would battle. (laughs) That's insane. Bro, it is the wildest like friend of a friend. Like it's a true, like. Some, word of mouth stories, yeah. I got like past like my a lot of people I didn't even like meet in person. This Adam person, I did not meet him in person. Jane, I didn't meet her in person till the day I showed up for this battle. So he introduces me to Jane because Jane's hooked up to the hip hop scene. Jane invites me to Desert gym Cats. It's like a oh, to a battle shit, that was my I know what battle first that, is. that oh, yeah, I met I think i I yeah, think I, I was, met you there? I was there, bro. My first battle, that's what that was my first that was that's my first crazy. battle. That was my first time in the hip hop scene. At that battle, I think I won like my my first round versus someone else who was like really new and I just threw a bunch of waves and did like six step like 30 times. Not crazy. <laughs> My second battle was against uh, two-time all style hip-hop champion Jay Boogie. Oh, this man roasted me, and I'm—I don't know if you remember, but this uh. man just basically burned me with a two-step. But he pulled me aside, and uh, and that's how he's the first one that started actually teaching me lessons on like oh. rhythm, on popping, on like breaking and locking. It's and dope like to see that, like,
0: because you got to understand something. Hmm. J Boogie goes further back than that. I I was a junior in high school. My mom worked at Mandalay Bay. There was a fucking lounge called the Pussycat Lounge. And J Boogie was a go-go dancer. (laughs) What? I walk up because back then my mom worked like swing shifts. So I, I was a teenager, bro. I was everywhere. Like late 90s, early 2000s. Yeah. Think about it. We didn't have cell phones. Yeah. Like it was Nokia's. You know what I'm saying? Like we had barely YouTube. Like we had barely MySpace. So all of us were still outside experiencing the world consistently. So I would take the bus to my mom's job. Like I'd be at home after school and be like, yeah. you know what? I'm gonna go to my mom's job. Cause then we'll just take the bus home yeah. together. And during that time I met Jay Boogie and I would sit on the outside. Cause I wasn't allowed in the actual thing. And I would watch him dance. That's crazy, yeah,
1: small world yeah. Dude, that, and so to like is, you gosh. gotta
0: understand like i I met him, I met Mecca, I met Lavar, and then like after that stuff, that was like my introduction to like, wow, these people can actually be professional dancers, yeah, you get what I'm saying, likewise, we good. Okay. <laughs> I, I didn't delete everything, so okay. <laughs> I, I, I sometimes I'll be running out of memory. Sorry, YouTube, we'll put this in there. But I sometimes I'll be running out of memory and I'm like, eh. So but um with that said, like I there's so many different ways to be like introduced to it. Yeah. So knowing that J Boogie had a hand in like training you in the very beginning mm-hmm. shows me why you have the ambition. And you have the drive that you have for dance because I truly believe that your teacher, you know, like you're one of your first teachers is going to be like, it's how you start anything is how you finish it. Yeah. They say like when you get in a relationship with a girl, like how it starts is going to be how it ends, yes. you know? So like, I feel like that's really crazy to hear, bro. Like, <laughs> it's crazy to see that like, we have someone with the same introduction, yeah. You get what I'm saying, like same people, so to speak. Yeah, that's dope. I mean, now, shout
1: out to Jay for just being like, I being, being I, open to teach people because there was a lot of people back people. then that wouldn't. Yeah, and he's and everywhere he goes, he's always like, he always Drop seems him. to know everybody. Yeah. Like he's his his like his passion and love for dance is so infectious that it's it's cool that we both kind of were inspired by him mm-hmm. in major ways. But it's crazy when you see him in battle environments. It's like. Everyone is everyone has been has been. Dude, impacted J. Boogie, by Jay Boogie, Jay Boogie legitimately like he is like one of the
0: to me, this is personal opinion, I'm not discrediting anybody in our city. Yeah. But Jay Boogie has inspired probably ninety percent of our community. Yeah. In my personal opinion. Yeah. Like if For you anxiety. ask anybody who Jay Boogie is, yeah. In Vegas dance culture, they're gonna it maybe not the 20-year-olds and 23-year-olds nowadays because he ain't been in the scene for, like, 5, 10 years. Yeah. But anybody that's been in the scene over 10 years knows him. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? 100%. Now, you learned street dance. You learned through J Boogie starting. Yeah. Throughout that time, you were learning hip-hop. But were you learning
1: any styles? I would say most... that whole time, honestly, was popping. Like, okay. Almost all of that was popping. Was always... So through J Boogie, and then what was after that? So, oh, I'm sorry. I Maybe I misspoke. I guess I was thinking like for, it was mainly popping. But through J Boogie is where I was introduced to house, is where I was introduced to locking, where uh, I was kind of reintroduced to breaking. Okay. But I guess it's like breaking, I guess I was mostly introduced to... Back in like middle school, gotcha. and it didn't get picked up till way later. But it was primarily popping, and that's because that was my interest. Yeah. So, and J Boogie was one that brought me actually around, like for real, and big heartbreak, and that's where I, I kind of settled in to the Wednesday practices. Yes, Those yes, were yes. my dojo, like one hundred percent. So it was like they're all popping, and then I just, you know, I caught were the you in, were you in were you in
0: were you in HP before we did the Wednesday
1: practices? No, after. I was coming to those practices for years, bro. Really? And then, or no, I guess I was coming to those practices for like about a year. Cause okay. it's like this, my junior year is when all this started. So it was like all my junior year. I got really interested in dance through that. We did the, the dance team at yeah. DO yeah. went through all that still going to Wednesday practices. And then damn. So you were in high school when you were going to Wednesday practices. Yeah. Yeah, bro. I would That's be fucking crazy. I was, just, I was leaving right. I'd get home, take my mom's car. That's crazy. Go back home. I I didn't know that. You get what
0: I'm saying? Like, you don't know. Like, when you're teaching people or when you're around people, some of the people you're around, you don't really know their ages or, like, what... We're just dancers. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Like, age doesn't really get brought up until you actually sit down with somebody. You get what I'm saying? So it's crazy to think that you were in high school around a bunch of damn adults learning how to dance. Yeah. (laughs) Crazy. It was so funny. Hey, I understand, though, because that's how... Kill Frankie was. Yeah. That's how all of them were. Like, I met Kill Frankie when he was 13. Oh. You know? like Whoa. When he Vaughn, was 13? Yeah. Oh. Sh- I met him in
1: 2008. Damn. Yeah. Bro, you've been... Like also, shout out to you while we're shouting out Jay Boogie. There's a lot of people you've inspired, bro. Like you've you've made huge waves in this scene and have been holding it down for like you've been a pillar of this scene for so long. Man. Like hybrids is around, we're doing things. Bougie blocks doing wonderful things with yeah. Trey. Like every there are like pillars of the scene for sure, but you were the most consistent one to this day. Man, that means a lot. You know what I'm saying? And you were around, you were around a lot for um. Like during Scribble Funk and yeah. during Potts Crew. Pot I was crew in Scribble was Funk. You were in Scribble Funk. Yeah. And you I were. I was the
0: only, besides Saints, me and Saint were the only crumpers in Scribble Funk. And Scribble I Funk just was like, like never, the first
1: all-style squad. If you guys don't Vegas. know. They were the first, first all-style all style squad, squad in Vegas. Yes. Like
0: first ones. Very first. And what people don't really understand is the only reason me and Saint were in there is because it was an all-style squad. And Big Heartbreak knew how to crump, but it wasn't his main style. For real, knew how to crump, but back then it wasn't his main style. So, like, to have that full-fledged authenticity, that's why they put us on. And I never was around because I was so engulfed at that time with the one-round stuff. We were just building one round. We were just starting up. So I was never, like, able to be at the performances and stuff like that. And, like everybody knows, I never... Never cared for choreography. Like, it's never yeah. been my thing. I learn it to grow, but I'll never be a choreographer. Are you, like, okay. a choreography crew. Like, even I'm in Dope Show, and like, yeah. I tell Brandon all the time, I'm like, look, like, y'all
1: crazy. I will give y'all <laughs> credit. I'll stay crumping. Bro, choreo heads, <laughs> choreo heads blow my mind. They get a lot of respect. I'm in the exact same boat, yeah. bro. I know choreography because i wanted you to be professional a professional dancer yeah because <laughs> i wanted to be professional and and it was hard to get like freestyle stuff but i mean in mj1 i do a mostly popping role so it's like a lot of my stuff is like placement placement but how you get there is a little different between all of us so yeah. there's like there's like a level of a lot of freestyle it. in it bro the warriors in the show though the amount the amount of precision that that choreography requires and the consistency at which they perform it is like mind-boggling to me I like they are, might as well be superheroes i'm I like Imagine. Now what's
0: So obviously you answered the question too because do you, with yeah. your favorite
1: street style is obviously popping. That's that's where my heart is. I don't. Dang, but I would I would struggle putting them all above each other. Mm-hmm. I have such like a a different relationship with each of them. Almost, it's like you know. It's I think we all do because I wave, I yeah. pop. You know, yeah. I
0: don't. I, I I won't teach it, but I can do it. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? And. That was what I started with. Yes. Mm-hmm. I know how to do certain b-boying moves because of obviously how I started. Yeah. But my bread and butter is, is crump. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm, I didn't master the style, but I'm damn near close to it. Yeah. You know, like I could literally know what to do, how to do it, when to do it and why to do it. Yeah. You know, that makes sense. So like, I feel like when I look at you, if I labeled you as like your main style, it would be
1: popping. Yeah, that's definitely fair. And yeah. it, that you're right. Popping is to me what crump is to you. It's it's the one where if if you're just putting me in like popping realm, that's probably my most trained, most refined yeah. style for sure. I could see you in a popping battle with some heavy hitters because you've
0: trained that style that much. Mm-hmm. Yes, you are an all-styles dancer. You are a hybrid. That makes sense. But like where you where you feel most comfortable is definitely popping. For I sure. see it in your rounds all the time. Yeah. I'm like you'll you'll start off with popping a lot of the time yeah. unless if the song gears you to do something different, especially yeah. in a battle
1: for sure for sure. well,
0: hey, we're gonna take a commercial break real quick check this out like subscribe, and do me a favor and get this video into the algorithms. We'll be right back. In the heart of artistic innovation and urban vibrancy, Swarm Culture stands as a dynamic and captivating brand that serves as both a sanctuary and a launching pad for crump dancing, roller skating, hip hop, and street culture. Through curated events, workshops, performances, and collaborations, Swarm Brand strives to empower individuals from all walks of life, celebrating diversity and inspiring unity through the shared language of art. Visit us today at SwarmEverything.com. Yo, we back. I'm with my boy Reset. We over here having a great conversation. We was just talking about what favorite street styles are. And you mentioned a little bit. Obviously, you're a part of MJ1, but we don't want to talk about that yet. Okay. Obviously, we know you were a part of the Jabberwockies. Yeah. You were part of the cast too with Jam, right? Yeah. Hired. Uh so I was yeah, actually I that went, that's how he said you guys built the hybrid name.
1: Yeah. We did that in uh we did that in a little subletted yeah. like room. We're sitting across from each other that's on dope. basically our laptops.
0: What um, how was that and like how did it in like influence your
1: style and your growth in dance, the, being a part of the Walkies. Oh man, I think they added a lot of character to my dance, man. I Jabberwockies were great because they would they gave me an opportunity to be a professional dancer really before anyone else like I was doing gigs and stuff but they were the ones that are like no we want you to like do a show so that was it was cool that they even picked me up in the first place but that was my first time really having to think about your character on stage Jabberwockies it's it's in the DNA of being a Jabberwocky. There's a personality that you have to portray to an audience. Yeah. And you life. have to do that with no face. And you have to do that with no face. You get no facial expression. It's yeah. body language. It's it's telling little stories. Ooh. And and that added performance to my craft. And I Damn. think that that's actually the deepest thing that I got in the, the, the greatest, I guess, Point of emphasis, point of growth, yeah. the thing that grew the most in my skill was, at, character. was my character. Damn. 100%.
0: And it's crazy because that, to think like in Crump, for instance, characters to your face. Yeah. Like there's character in our body, yeah. but a lot of it's facial expression. So to think that these men thought of an idea to put a mask on yeah. and still have a character. Yeah that anybody like it's genius in itself to know that anybody can play the character as long as you learn the role. Yeah. And it's a genius business decision. Oh, I yeah. don't even think they thought about that at first <laughs> hell no. because it like anybody could be behind the mask. Yeah. And it's like, when that, when I thought about that, I was like, Oh my God, the Jabberwockies are smart as hell dude. because like, that means you can have a, like, I remember when I first started, like, being around them, mm-hmm. and people would ask me, like, yo, you know the Jabbawockees? I'm like, yeah, I know them. Uh, yeah, they're, yeah, they're the homies. Yeah. And they're like, yo, they're, like, in the show? And I'm like, no. Like, they have a whole cast of people. Like, don't get me wrong. And that's what, that's what Brandon told me and Jam. They, some of them are in the show still. Yeah. Like they still put on the mask. Oh, yeah. No hesitation because that's they shit. Yeah, they hold down too. a lot, I, from my understanding, when I would talk to KB is a lot of them handle the logistics, handle the marketing, handle different things within the business. Just like when the time comes, you're going to do that for hybrids. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like it's you guys exactly might right. not be in the forefront for very long because you have to hire people to yeah. do that job so you can focus on big vision
1: yeah well and that's part of the delineation too right is that like even like me brandon jam like we were a, a part of the jabberwockies but it's like really like the jabberwockies are the guys you saw on the show and in, in a really in a larger and group of people that were right we're the cast we're yeah. like we were hired we were hired to perform their greatest hits and yeah. You know, it's really no different than, like, Cirque du okay. Soleil has us perform in MJ's Greatest Hits. Like or, we're like, doing MJ's if you think choreo, about it, you know? um,
0: a Prince tribute show
1: or anything. Yeah. Of the it's the same Any concept. Show, it's always that. So, it's... Um, oh, shoot. So, so yes, the, the OGs definitely hold it down, but they're definitely hanging out in... They're handling the business side yeah. of the business, you know? And then you also have a group called Young Dragons, which is our select group of dudes that hold it down. They're within the company. Really? Yeah. These guys are... Are they're like S- the younger team. ones, right? They're the younger so ones. So like a lot of the kid, the dudes from SAC, right? Yeah, a lot of dudes from yeah. SAC, a lot of dudes from SAC, a lot of dudes that have just generally been Around with them. the company for a long time right. in families. It's, you know, really dope dancers and freaking killers in their own right. That's um, dope. You know, like really wild people, but they're handling the dance side of things. They're now the ones kind of like creating choreography. They're the ones pushing ah. a lot of that stuff. Um, and, and such. And then there's like cast behind that. And then there's the, us just learning it and performing it. That's cool. You know, and every, for what it's worth, um, I hear this a lot and sometimes it drives me crazy and it's actually kind of exciting to say this out loud to me, but I hear people complain. That's like, they'll say, Oh, like those aren't the real Jabba's dude. Everyone in that cast, everyone that dons the mask has 100% gotten the seal of approval from an OG. They and know that, us and, all by and name. I bro. know that. I know that for a fact because.
0: When I when I was around, like when I was Junior Concrete mm-hmm. and I was around Concrete a lot, I mm-hmm. was in that circle. Like mm-hmm. I was hanging out with them at the house. I was doing all that stuff. And they explained a lot of that to me. And you can't get on that stage if you're not ready. Yeah. And that's one thing I think a lot of people miss and misunderstand is that you have to be vetted to even be doing one of those routines. Yeah, And if you are judgmental and say, well, that's not a real, yeah, that's a real Jabba. Yeah. That's a Jabba. Like that person went through training. And that's why it's so cool that like KB started that whole Bikundo and that whole like situation that where people from Vegas can learn and people from Vegas can be a part of the, 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 like the covering of Jabba walkies or even just be around them. Like the fact that they inspired by, like, like the fact that they open their doors, To the Vegas community, like not, there's a lot of people that came out to audition, but they didn't understand that a lot of us in Vegas got a real close look at them because they were around our scene consistently. Like you could literally go to District Arts on Wednesdays and train with Rainin.
1: Yeah, exactly. You could be like at Ninja Karaoke and be like, like, "Oh, KB's in the room. There's KB.
0: He's judging tonight. Oh snap, he's here. You feel me? Like, and so it's crazy that we can literally be in downtown las vegas and have legends around us oh my gosh and a lot of people don't even think about that in sense because these people have been in rooms with people that we couldn't even fathom being in yeah you know and being that i've started swarm brand and i got it to like a pretty decent level Mm -hmm. i understand that concept of like the respect now yeah you know there's a lot of people that well they're just Jabberwockies or they're just this or they're just that like no these people started a multi-million dollar company yeah that's really what that is like you can't deny that like you can't deny that the business side and the hip hop side is amazing yeah
1: and yeah now, I, dude, I would even argue that they are probably the best all style crew of all time. Literally, like they're a crew, like and they are so successful that and, they're and hiring, not even that. Like, like I guarantee, if you take all what, like there was like six or seven originals. Oh, I would oh, actually before the show, I think there was something like eight or nine. We we recently learned, but Ta- you was,
0: take this, you take the six or seven people that was on the show, yeah. and you put them together against another crew. That. That's not like I'm not talking about a performance. I'm yeah. talking about style for style. Yeah. Dancer for dancer. They will murk. Yeah. I don't I don't doubt it. You know? Now, yeah. to shift a little bit, now because previously you spoke about MJ one. Yes. Now currently you're in MJ one yes, in sir. Mandalay Bay. Yes, sir. So what would you say are some of the differences between, like, obviously your experience in Jabba mm-hmm. and your experience in MJ? Because Jabba is a, I personally feel, a family-owned company. Yeah. And MJ and Cirque is more like a corporation. Yeah. So did you have to change a lot of how you felt and
1: how you did things? Uh, there's a little more button up to it for sure. Really? You know what I'm saying? Okay. It's a, it's definitely, I mean, when there's like a, a, a real... I mean there's an HR department. Yeah. I'll tell you there I didn't know if there was an HR department or not in Japo. At least crazy. when I was in there, it's been a it's been a minute for yeah. me. But like yeah, it's uh that definitely was like a family owned thing. She was things were handled, you know, person to person. So in yeah, in Cirque du Soleil there's levels, there's seeing positions higher than mine that you like you promote to and people that move within the company watching what you say like you can't just kind of like wild style tell jokes and stuff that's crazy you know what you're doing on your lunch breaks all that jazz
0: so and then yesterday when i called you you mentioned you were doing makeup i was doing makeup so you have to do makeup as a mj1 performer now does every single person in
1: the cast Every single wow, person. So Every no person matter what, you got to learn how to do makeup. You're doing makeup. I'm in a dressing room with a bunch of dudes. We're all doing makeup together. <laughs> That's crazy. Dude, yeah. And you know what, dude? Some of, those, some of the dudes in that y'all room have a will great do makeup fl- better than your auntie, bro. I, I bet, promise you.
0: I bet. Shout out to hey, kid. <laughs> literally. Hey, I be looking at his like his stories sometimes. I'm like, damn, y'all got full faces on.
1: Yep. Yeah, man. Y'all got to be some damn artists to be able to do that shit. Bro, it takes... I mean, I'm not going to lie. There's some days you get there later, you're really tired, and it kind of gets slapped on. But, uh... Hey,
0: it's (laughs) just like any other job.
1: Yeah, 100%. Like, you come in late, you got to... All right, let me get together. Okay. All right, okay. I got to do what I got to do. Yeah, <laughs> like, I'm not gonna lie. Actually, when you called me, it was a perfect time because I was already sitting like with my Air, my airpod in. I was like, okay, yeah, I can sit here and talk and do this. I'm just <laughs> like, yeah, I'm focused, but I can it. listen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just being mechanical right now. <laughs> Literally. But yeah, everyone has to come in. Everyone has their character. You go through makeup trainings on the way in. You have multiple sessions where you just meet with the makeup artist and then they do it on you. And then they'll do like half your face, and you and have then to do, the, do other. the other half. And then they'll like then you'll come in and just do it, wipe it off, do it one more time. They'll okay you, wipe it off, and then you do that before you're, like, dancing, bro. So <laughs> you got to go through a whole damn training before you even get to dancing. Now, that's a huge difference, too, man. When you start, like, when I was starting a Jabbawockee contract, you just show up day one, you start learning. Here we go. We get cracking. You know? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, literally. Which is more of a challenge than you think. I promise you. Oh, but uh, but man, in MJ One, there's PMED intake. They do physical evaluations of you to see where you like might be like where you might be weak or like like they have some baseline thing there. There's a concussion test. You have all these validations before you can even step on stage. You many steps, many steps in the process. Corporation. Corporation. That's crazy. The intake was like about two. About a month and a half to two months, something like that for me. It took me that long to go from day one to, to dancing, dancing in my first pieces on stage. Not even a full show. Like you kind of start, they integrate you like gradually. That's dope. Well, it's it's kind of good to
0: do that in a sense because you, you don't want to put something on somebody and then they flop and you're mm-hmm. like, well, we didn't prep them. So you want to prep somebody totally. That oh, makes yeah. sense. Especially with a with a show like that. Because yeah. people can get hurt. Many movies. Yeah, parts, there's a bro. I've watched the yeah. show. I haven't watched it in a while, but I've watched it. There's like people flying and all types of stuff in there. Yeah.
1: Oh my gosh. So, yeah.
0: okay. Well, what would you say? Like, obviously, you've had a great career. Mm-hmm. Um, you're nowhere near done, obviously. But yeah. what would you say was would be an aha moment? An aha moment in general? Like you yeah. were sitting there and you were like, damn, this I made it.
1: dang i gotta be honest bro i don't know if i've i've felt that yet Um, really
0: i mean there's to be to be honest bro i've i pretty i think you're pretty successful you know what i'm saying like have you traveled
1: overseas yeah that was actually that was the biggest draw for jabbawockeez to me my first contract was in china and that was my first time really going overseas like my family so you you performing in china didn't have an aha moment oh okay i how do i say this um i guess when i was Understanding you as like, when did I feel like I made it? It's like I really do feel like there's been so many moments, an unreal amount of moments, where I have like stood on that stage and I've like looked at a crowd cheering after you like finish a show and you're like, wow, this is this is breathtaking. This is breathtaking. Yeah. Like, so holy you've shit, had God many of good. those. Many. Oh my. What God, would countless. you say would be I the most I, memorable one? Oh, bro. Uh, the cl- the opening show uh, of prism from, I was performing for Jabberwockies in, in Beijing, China. It was like the first show we did. We had this like sold out like 4,000 person crowd in this big auditorium. And it was like, I was bowing. I had, I got to do, uh, well, like one of the main roles that actually is the last person on stage. And I like bring everyone up, we do like a little bow and then everyone goes off stage and I had like one little last solo before I like leave where I'm just kind of hyping up the crowd. Yeah oh my God, bro, I would be so giddy under that mask every time. But the first time I got to do it and I realized it was like you. me on, essentially me on behalf of of this Jabba. cast, yeah. this amazing cast of guys I get to perform with are like, I get to be the representative to say thank you guys for coming out. And I think showing that appreciation and feeling like, everyone there like looking at me being like, and it's not even me. I get to kind of like hide behind a little bit too, which is kind of nice in my own right, was just like just such an impactful moment Mm -hmm. for me and made me within the dance world, I think more than anything, my favorite feeling is actually performing. It's like actually putting on a good show for people. Yeah. You know? Entertaining. Entertaining. It really is entertaining. Like what an honor it is to be in that role. Mm -hmm. And that was one of my biggest takeaways Ooh. from that tour as a whole, but really started in that specific moment was that That first made you show. want to go further. That made me want to go further. That made me feel like, man, doing cool stuff on a stage for a crowd of people is it's like- Dope. Is dope. Yeah. This is something I would want to do for a living. Yeah. Like, this is something I would want to work, like, really hard to achieve higher. Because admittedly, I was kind of just battling and doing gigs yeah. until the Jabberwocky edition happened in- like yeah. in Vegas. So it's like, oh, like if it's at a studio I've been battling at all year, like, why yeah, not? why not? Like I'll just yeah, pull just up. It's like it. fifteen minutes from the house. Yeah. <laughs> I just Damn, do it. man.
0: That's crazy. Well, hey, we're gonna take a quick commercial break. We're gonna be right back. Do all the good stuff. Like, subscribe. Please leave a comment too. We'll be right back. At Swarm Branding, we're not just a digital marketing agency. We're your key to online success. Let's take a closer look at the services that can transform your brand. Graphic design, web design, search engine optimization, print media, social media services, and content marketing services. Swarm Branding is your full-service digital marketing powerhouse committed to making your brand a digital sensation. Don't wait. Visit us today at SwarmEverything.com. Yo, we back. What's Man, this has been dope as hell. I'm really grateful for this interview. Device. I think I've learned a lot about you in just this conversation, man. Like, yeah. to be honest, um, let's shift a little bit. Okay. Obviously, I consider you somewhat of a, a vet now. Thank just you. to be honest with you, bro. I
1: appreciate that. You've brother.
0: accomplished enough in your dance career to be able to teach. That's the truth. Yeah. You've done your research. You've done your training. You're 10 years in. Yeah. The first Neon was 2013. Yeah. That's when you booed me. <laughs> yeah, I still remember that. I do remember that. <laughs> <I'm> so <sorry. laughs> I seen you back there, like, yeah, you beat Peter. Uh-huh. Oh, bro, I, I remember it. that I, man. Bro, you
1: took a crown I wanted to take, bro. I was looking at that, like, I wanted to be the guy to roast hey, that man. Bro. But it's
0: okay. But it's okay. Um, you're a vet, like, seriously. I'm giving me being an OG out here. You, you just gave me my credit. I'm giving you that title. Thank Nobody you. can oh. take it from you because once you get that title, you have it. When the OGs in Vegas Crump gave me the vet title, and then they moved me up to an OG, I took it. So run with that. Now, yes, sir, what thank would, you. Being that you are in that position, what would be your advice to somebody trying to get into street dance and make it a career?
1: Oh, hmm, what would be my advice? Trying specifically trying to make it a career, or just street getting dance, and like
0: just in general, like obviously they can find it on instagram yeah but what would your be what would your advice being that somebody wants to take the same route you did i see you get what i'm saying like performing yeah. and being on stage and actually like doing this for a living because yeah. it's not easy
1: yeah so, i would i would say if your goal is to just get into street dance and see if you like it just do it that's yeah. that's my first and foremost advice because being around it either will or won't but I bet you it will make you want to stay around it like yeah. it is hard to not want to go to an event when you've been there and you feel the energy of yeah. a good of just good of dance bro of the culture of like where this stuff comes from of how we communicate so just do it mm-hmm. if you're looking to be a professional uh I would say start taking a lot of class take every class you can get excellent at at picking up choreography and network mm-hmm. that's a So much of this. Here in Vegas, there's a lot of different routes that you can go. This is a the beautiful city to be a dancer in. You can gig, you can do shows, you can do tours. Yeah. You can do all these things. Tours is really fun. Whatever you're trying to go for, or whatever you kind of like want out of your dance career, or that leg of your dance career, just focus on what's going to propel you that way. But really follow your heart because if you're if you're going into dance as a professional there will come a time where this is now work it's like you're gonna have to dance when you don't want to dance that's now on the table and that's exactly why i don't do it for a living and i don't blame you and there's a lot of people that
0: don't understand that because you wake up and go to work yes you're not waking up and going to practice yes you're not waking up and going to have fun yes and that's where a lot of i feel like that you answered that question so perfectly because like that's where a lot of people get mis- misunderstandings from yeah. is like oh i want to be a dancer for a living well you realize you have to keep your body right you have to dance for sometimes eight hours a day
1: yeah
0: being on tour as a dancer is not easy Nah, you know what i'm saying like yeah. And there's a lot of, we were just talking about it before the episode. There's a lot of people and companies that will pay you pennies. Yeah. Because you're new Mm -hmm. and you have to go through the trenches and you, there's, you're going to have to do the free gigs. You're going to have to do the free stuff. You're going to have to do the $50 stuff. You're going to have to do the hundred dollars stuff and you will work up and you have to work up. It's just like, and, and shit, to be honest, it, street dance and dancing in general is just like any other corporation in the industry. you got to go through the trenches.
1: Which is exactly why I say you got to follow your heart. You're going to have to go through the trenches. There's going to be not fun tours. There's going to be really fun tours. Like, you'll have both experiences. If you're trying to see the world more, you're trying to travel more, go that tour route. It's it's a blast. But sometimes it's hard because you come back from tour. And and you're you're sitting there... You got to yeah, gotta gotta figure out back. what to do to the next one. Yeah. Gigging's fun. You get a nice variety of things to do. Yeah. Like everything is different and you get to like network and, and meet like really cool people, work for really cool businesses, really cool clients, see other really cool talent that you're booked yeah. with. Um, so gigging is another like really fun avenue to go. Show life is wonderful because you're doing the same thing every day, but you're consistent. You know where your money's coming from. And that I would say is the scary part of the other two routes. And there's no there's no reason you can't go all three. But that's why I say follow your heart, because when this becomes work, it would be a shame if you lost your love for dance because you chose to do it professionally. This is not a profession where you're going to go through the effort to get far in the industry and and not love it. There's just no way because yeah. there's more lucrative things that you don't love that are gonna make you more money and make you more stable and make you happy and give you, you have the to love it to you have to love it, you have to love it
0: and i and I like we were talking outside, like you can make good money being a show dancer, yeah, but sometimes if you got kids, you got a wife, you got certain things, yeah. going through that trench is hard, you know what I'm saying, because you not only do you have your mouth to feed, you have more mouths to feed, yeah. so it's like a lot of people have to understand that. And that's, I had to take that big step because I had to understand when I got with Kalina and I had my first child, I had to understand like, okay, this lifestyle, I might only be that OG that can invest in the culture. I might not be that show dancer and that's okay. I just have to find a way to maneuver and still do what I love for a living. Yes. And that's what I did, you know? And that's where a lot of people have to, and me and Jam even talked about it. There's levels to this shit. Mm -hmm. Like you can't sit here and have an opinion on professional dancing. If you've never professionally danced, Yeah, you can't have an opinion on what the Jabberwockies are doing. If you've never actually been on that level, like, and that's where a lot of people in the politics and the problems of the community, they have so much to say, but they haven't really scratched the surface of half of the stuff other people have done. 100%. So man, that's good. Um, now we're shifting. We're coming to a close. Um, What is some, I, I did ask Jan the same question, but what is some stuff that you guys got coming up that you can speak about? Cause I know y'all got a lot that you can't speak about, (laughs) but what's like, do you guys have any, I know there's going to be a level up in 2024, but is there anything
1: else? Cause obviously we don't know if we can speak about that. (laughs) Um, yes, level up 2024 at some point. Um, no date yet. No date yet. Okay. We don't have a date yet. Um, certain things being considered. Uh, but I would say the, right now we're in a really fun planning season and I I don't think there's too much I can actually say, but we are experimenting in a lot of different categories. Mm -hmm. We're going to be bringing some more fun events. We want to bring uh, a season. That's something I think we, I can talk about. We do have kind of a season coming where we are, where we want to throw multiple community level events
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know to while, build the community to build the community yeah. i i think at the end of the day really what hybrids wants to do is is just be of service to the las vegas yep. community as much as possible and have a legit platform that we can all operate off of yeah. so what what we want to do is is hopefully push more opportunities create more opportunities and pair up with other people in the community yep. to do more stuff yep. um i we we're looking into things like merch right now we're going to okay. continue our education kind of series yeah, where y'all we all got the workshops at millennium going on and stuff yes. like that every month. Um, they've been on hiatus for a little bit. We're going to bring them back in 2024, but the uh, yes, the hybrids workshops will happen every month at millennium dance complex cool. here in Las Vegas. And we will go over uh, various improv techniques. We can go over foundation skill-based classes. We will, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll run the gambit. So we also want to, we also want to like educate and further the culture too. Uh, and I think that those are gonna be our main everything that we have going on is really surrounding those main goals right now okay. um, but nothing nothing concrete that I really want to put down honestly okay unfortunately now this last question um then that's not unfortunate
0: we'll wait yes. they could be patient yes. <laughs> um last <laughs> question is like like I told you to me you're a vet You've made a big That's impact impressive. on a lot of different people in in dance in Vegas. Um, you've helped the dance culture tremendously. Now, this is somewhat a similar question that I just asked you because obviously you were talking about things that you're doing to contribute. Mm-hmm. But how do you personally plan on contributing to the Las Vegas dance scene in the future?
1: Oh, I want my heart has always been with battling, and okay. I will continue to try to throw. The dopest battles possible for Las Vegas. There was an era where we had Vegas shakedown and it felt Man. like people traveled from all over the place. And that was that was an awful lot of Vegas Shakedown and the AR- ARC era were crazy. Yes. Yeah. Bro, we've had I feel like Las Vegas has so much talent here that mm-hmm. kind of gets overlooked because of the nature of the entertainment side of our, yeah. our stuff, of our city. And I just want more than anything to help construct a pipeline where dancers can freestylers specifically battlers and freestylers and competitors mm-hmm. can go to where they could potentially make like a full-time like living battling being yeah. an excellent competitor, yeah. you know, and I want to do that. My, the main way I would like to contribute to the dancing is just creating opportunity through battling and mm. through throwing dope battles mm. for, for everyone. I don't, I'm not a huge fan of like teaching personally. That's not like a space I like to usually be in. Um, and admittedly, I think like celebrityism, there's a certain level of celebrityism I kind of feel uncomfortable with, but Uh if I could kind of cross one it where it's like, I get to show up to my own event and watch everyone have a wonderful time and create opportunities for other dancers all in the same, same place. I think that that would be
0: where I would
1: love to be, you know, that would be the most fulfilling way to go about
0: it. I feel like, I feel like that's good. Um, like we need people that understand their place. There's a lot of people that don't. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? If yeah. and you saying that like, hey, I'm, I, I don't like the celebrity type. I yeah. don't, I don't want to be that teacher. I'll, I'll stay in the background and and handle some event stuff and allow people to have a great time. Yeah, I was there for a long time. Like I didn't want to be in the forefront at the very beginning of one round. Yeah, I just wanted to handle the back end, let y'all be the people. And when I first started Swarm Brand in 2017, that's a, where I wanted to, again, yeah. I wanted to get back there because from 2013 to 2016, I was forefront. I was traveling to Japan. I was traveling to Australia. I was traveling all around the States and I was teaching, battling, judging. Yeah. Now I just want to facilitate. So mm-hmm. I get you like facilitate. Like I want to compete. Facilitate. I got probably like two or three more years of competing. Yeah. I feel, I feel like I got two more. And and if my body stays the way it is, I might even have a couple more than after that. Hey, but on? right now, as I'm raising my children, yeah. <laughs> I'm noticing like, okay, now I understand why Lamont took a break. Now I yeah. understand why Lamont like focused on business and focused on growing his DJ career and things yeah. of that sort. Because it's not easy,
1: man. It's, it's not tough. easy being a provider and re- striving after your dreams yeah and bro you're an inspiration to me because that's something i want like like family you want a family yeah at some point you, you know that's dope, maybe man. not like next week but like oh you know, of course yeah. i don't think anybody would want that <laughs> But <laughs> like, like i know, don't even it's... think
0: that's possible <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no it's
1: not it's not but, of course but that's dope I, to that's hear there's saying. not a lot of dancers that want a
0: family so yeah. it's dope to
1: hear well you know i think i think not a lot of dancers want to or not a lot of dancers even really talk about these things because a lot of dancers are are generally younger but i think having i think dancers are one of the most diversified like groups of people people yeah. ever like yeah. my goodness but you i you know when you start to talk into people in like their later 20s or earlier 30s that Already. are still dancing that yeah. are you know that are then there's a lot of them actually surprisingly i feel like i feel like the cap for dancer is much higher than people give it credit for yeah. like most people are like, oh, by the time you're 30, you like, can't dance. It's I'm like, like dude, I'm almost 40,
0: and I'm still grumping
1: Bro, every I'm, weekend. I'm dancing with J-Rock. He's like four, 42 43, or 43. Yeah. 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 And well, he, he just, just had his first kid. And he just had his first <laughs> kid. Like, man, there's there's plenty of time left on this stuff. Yeah. Yes, think about something else. Like, yes, have a backup plan. Never, never like, forego the option for a plan B. But, yeah. like, yeah, I think that just people don't. People don't think about it because the majority of our demographic, I think, is very is young. Early 20s. Yeah, it's yeah. early 20s. That's when you
0: start stuff. getting into the, like, actual dance scene, you're early 20s, you're, mm-hmm. you know, and or like you're even teenagers. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, shit, some of these parents with kids, they got their kids on tour with Mariah Carey, you know? Yeah. And they got to go. I Like, I could imagine having my child be a famous dancer and having to go on tour with them. Like, really? Kida's mom, for instance. Mm-hmm. Like, now I'm in that position to where that could possibly be a thing. Right. And I'm like, whoa. Like, my son's been like, hey, can you take me to knucklehead zoo practice? I'm like, okay, let's go. Like, I'm like, let's get it. <laughs> That's Like, sick. I don't, you, if you want to dance, <laughs> any dance, let's go. Yes. Like, I'm down. And he has rhythm. He'll look out maybe a little two feet, two left feet, but he got something. <laughs> It'll get there. I, I, I didn't I, have rhythm, I, I was bro. there, too, so I know. <laughs> but, hey, man. Thank you. Bro. Thank you for the conversation. Thank you for coming. Thank you for being open to have it. And I'm grateful for you, man.
1: Like, uh, this has been good. Dude, thank you very much, bro. It was a joy and blessing to be here. I enjoyed the hell of our out of our conversation. Thank you for calling me an OG. I feel like I didn't get to actually say thank you for that, man. That really does mean a lot coming from you. Yeah. And um, I'm freaking glad we did this, man. Definitely. And I'm happy to see this like wonderful space that you're creating and in, in like how you're continuing to further on, bro. You're still an inspiration to us all. So I appreciate you, Definitely,
0: man. Hey, this is episode 17, Hive Hustle Podcast. Do me a favor, like, subscribe, follow him, Hybrids Crew, all of their stuff. And we'll see you on the next one. Y'all have a good one. Much love.
1: It's official now. The Hive Hustle Podcast about to sit you down. Go and fix your crown. This ain't a grain of salt. Pick your brain and thoughts even through a major loss. Still remain a boss.